What's up, everyone? Josh here from Talking Smack, obviously. Um, before we get into today's episode, I just have an Oscar-worthy list of people I need to thank here real quick. First and foremost, I need to thank all of our, our supporting casts and people that inspired us to come back after so many years away. Special K and Matt from For Real. Thank you guys so much for rekindling that podcasting spark inside of me. Uh, Caesar from No On 15, without you getting Special K involved in your podcast, I don't know if For Real ever would have happened, so you're kind of the godfather of talking smack at this point, in my opinion. Brendan from Unsheft, uh, again, creating our group that we, we share ads with. Without him, I wouldn't have a, a consistent support structure to just kind of bounce ideas off of and just offer support. And to that brain trust group, Antonio from The Cult Worthy, Karen and Ann from Sugarcoated Murder, Dan from Casting Views, Josh and Amanda from Super Familiar with the Wilsons, Justin Henson from The Movie Wire, Matt from Decaying with the Boys, J&K from Fuck My Work Life. All you guys just mean so much to me. I, I can't even express what it means to me to have your support and just know you guys are out there waiting and willing to listen to ideas and offer support. Uh, it, it means the world to me. Uh, Joey, Tim, Slade from the Game Club Pod, uh, one of the first people outside of the Brain Trust group that just reached out to us completely unwarranted and just, it, it's been a pleasure knowing you guys and I, I've, I, I'm i I'm speechless to all these people and the support we've been, received. Um, Sean from Review It Yourself, dude, you're insane. <laughs> I keep saying that because you produce so much content. Leo Allen, you are a king. Marty from Panel to Panel your assistance in our discord server and you being able to come on for our infernal girl red episode on literal last minute notice just i can't appreciate you enough either rainy liz and blue from the red dove podcast love you as well Raphael from the geeky dad and the the talking smack cast i've known most of these guys for literal years now first and foremost i have to thank ricky without her support and her understanding of what this creative outlet means to me this podcast wouldn't happen uh we've got alex who has taken over editing responsibilities uh alex i cannot appreciate your time enough beppo the avatars and just the work you do for us um when you're on it's it's just a, an absolute delight matt you're a constant <laughs> beam of light that just is always right i guess would be the best way to say it but I have known you longer than anyone else on this list, and I would not want to do this podcast if I didn't know you weren't out there uh, either listening or participating in this. Uh, Becky, again, another ball of sunshine that just wouldn't make this podcast wouldn't be the same without you. Lewis, Scotty, uh, you guys don't get to be on here as much as I would like, but when you're on, it's great, and I appreciate you guys when you can be on. And lastly, for the Talking Smack cast, someone who is a bit of an unsung hero, uh, Derek. He is the guy who created our logo and found that awesome triangle background and created everything uh, for the, the main logo. Without him, we, we wouldn't have quite the appeal we have, I don't think. So Derek, thank you as well. And then lastly, I want to thank the, uh, the guests that we've had on. Uh, Kyle Higgins, Ryan Parrott, Matt Groom, Michael Basudel, Melissa Flores, all from the Massiveverse. I would have never dreamed having people involved in something so awesome on this podcast and just the fact that you guys have taken the the time to be with podcasts like mine that are smaller and uh, talk about your processes and your books and everything in between just it's so cool and I know you're probably not listening but I just I cannot express enough how much it means to me that you guys took the time to 
sit down and chat with me about these things, chat with us about these things. Adam Rose, you've been on a couple times. Uh, a gentleman and a scholar, as my father would say. Um, you're, you're a delight to have on, and I hope we have another project coming soon that we can talk to you about. Gary H. Lee, there was such a delight to talk to you about your uh, project with The Magician's Elephant and the process behind cinematography and animation. If you haven't listened to that episode, I would strongly recommend going back and listening to it. It is a very interesting listen. Liam, Greg, and Scott from I Have Some Notes, thank you so much for your generosity and time and uh, just accepting of me into your show for the Thor Love and Thunder episode. And Liam and Greg, thank you for coming on for the Lega sequels episode. Scott, I know you were intending to be there, but scheduling it just didn't work out. Katrina Davis, that was another dream guest. Um, I would have never guessed someone as influential as you would have come on to our podcast. So again, I appreciate you taking the time to be there. Aaron Alice, thank you so much for coming on for our Quantum Mania review. I, I appreciate you participating in our social media, and it's just such a pleasure to know you and go pack go. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'm sorry this is a, almost a five-minute Oscar speech. We just would not have gotten to 100 episodes without the support of listeners as well as the support of cast, crew, and guests, and just the people that are in this podcast circle that we have um there's more people that we have missed and i am so sorry if we missed you if you felt like you should have been mentioned i am so sorry i will try to remember you for 150 200 and it, it just means so much to me to, that we've reached 100 episodes um so everyone get ready for some talking smackdowns but first the intro music Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. And this is our special 100th episode, where we are going to be talking Talking Smackdowns for your entertainment. Uh, but before I get into that, these guys haven't heard it because it's a five-minute thing. I'm not going to make them sit through. Uh, there are a few thank yous I forgot to add into my thank yous at the beginning of the episode. Um, Aaron, Dan, and your team over at Watching Stuff, thank you so much for your support. And Josh at Quest Me and the Twist My Arm Network, thank you as well for your support. Anyone else who I forgot, I am truly sorry. It's been a crazy couple of weeks since I recorded that, and I just cannot be bothered to think of anyone else to thank uh, after a five-minute thank you speech. But I am joined this week by the one, the only, the very cat. He just coughed up a hairball. Alex, Alex, how you doing? I like that you recorded a, a long thank you, and then you added some other people randomly. And now after all that, it's not random. I just, I listened to no, it. No, no, no. I listened back to it and I was like, oh man, I forgot these people. I was on quest me twice and Aaron and Dan have been so kind to like, let us share their podcast and support talking lasso. Like I want to make sure I thank them. And, and then you go, and I probably forgot some other people. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's, that's a given like that's, that's the Oscar speech. There's like, I want to thank my mom, my agent, my accountant, my, my taxidermist. Um, who else do I need to thank for this? The uh, oh, I can't be bothered to think of the the script writer or the director, or the the producer. Like those people don't matter. It's just my taxidermist and all the other people. That guy down the street. Yeah. Did you remember to thank God? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I forgot to thank her as well. Alanis Morissette. Thank you so much. Um, 
We are also joined by Matt. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing good. I would like to say thank you to me. <laughs> um, I haven't been here since the beginning, but you know, I really brought some class to the place. You, you've been I here was sorely close needed. To the beginning. I brought some much needed class to the place, and for that, it's true. I will be eternally you, you, grateful to myself. You bring some sophistication to everywhere you go. And to bring that sophistication down, we are also joined by Lewis. Lewis, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. And uh, to, much to exactly what you stated, uh, yeah, I am sorry for being here. Um, I want to apologize for everyone who's got their ears on this episode today because I don't bring class. I'm more crass than class. Hey. Uh, but uh, first first of all, just to bring that class down, what the fuck was that at the beginning? <laughs> That's the intro, man. What are you talking about? What the fuck? Holy Ninja shit. Turtles 2, they're fighting in the mall. Michelangelo gets some sausages because they're not That's allowed not to have... That's not what he's talking about. I saw my camera. That's not what he's talking about. <laughs> just everything. Just the whole, the whole everything, but whatever. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't like the music from our dear friend, Leo Allen. Is what I I'm never hearing. said didn't like the music. I said <laughs> that was a bit robust for what this is. He said, he said I fucking hate this uh rewind <laughs> rewind that rewind that let me just play that back oh i didn't I say that that was you, you were muted. that was you no 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 rewind it muted. rewind it and we're alex, you were alex you're editing make sure you rewind it make sure you play that back no, and make sure that's I, matt saying that not me I, I will got it are we done and the rewind's done and I, we're I, back so that was matt as you heard so oh, i can't believe <laughs> God, that was the most tiresome fucking thing i've ever been a part of hey all i know is lewis said it was complete garbage and i'm sorry leo allen you're a lovely individual <laughs> <laughs> he was on he was on mute but i can relax <laughs> thankfully there was no lag uh awesome all right gentlemen well we are here again to celebrate 100 episodes of talking smack the only way we know how to do it and that's with the talking smackdowns uh which i know lewis you are not familiar with you have not been a part of one of these episodes uh basically we have put out the call to listeners friends of the podcast anyone who will listen uh and in one case i just poached it from a twitter account where the we we ask for hypothetical fights between fictional characters and uh, i will read out the rules as i have asked chat gpt to concise them down for me it's a fight to the point of incapacitation the goal is to, uh, the goal of the fight is to render the opponent incapable of continuing rather than causing permanent harm or death because there are some fictional characters that can't be killed in certain ways like deadpool or Wolverine in certain search in certain situations. You have to cut his head off. Deadpool still lives. I thought about Wolverine. Didn't you stick around? I thought about Wolverine. <laughs> well, well, I'm pretty sure Wolverine has regrown himself too. from an atom. So oh, wow. okay, cool. There you go. Not not right. refuting these. I'm. You guys are bigger comic book guys <laughs> than I am. I'm not refuting it at all. I'm just going by casual knowledge. I consider these rules a suggestion. That's fair. I always like the way. I always liked your way of thinking. So, rule number two. Combatants are dropped into an abandoned multi-level building. The fights take place in a spacious multi-level structure that allows the participants to utilize their abilities without limitations. Rule number three, combatants perceive each other as threats to be neutralized. Each participant sees the other as an adversary and is determined to eliminate them from the fight. Healing factor advantage. Heroes with a healing factor who can regenerate or recover from injuries at an accelerated rate have an unfair advantage in fights to the death. Therefore, fights are structured to incapacitation rather than death, which is a repeat of rule number one. And finally, Matt's the Matt rule, the friendship twist. If a combatant is known for making friends with their enemies, there is a possibility the fight may come to a halt and the combatants may become friends instead. 
chat gpt wrote this <laughs> chat gpt wrote this out i gave it okay. base, a pretty basic premise and then it gave me a full-fledged set of rules support the writer strike <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and to continue this um the twist that i've added into this today is that chat g chat gpt has decided the winners of these fights but we're going to decide uh, if we uh, agree with that outcome okay. or not and also we have the fan poll, so we're gonna we're gonna go with this. So our first fight we have is Eggsy from the Kingsman movies versus Tim Drake, aka the third Robin. Uh this was suggested by Orchestra Eclipse. Uh Lewis, I assume you're familiar with both of these characters. I know of Tim Drake, who was the first. <laughs> Eggsy, he's he's uh the not James Bond from the Kingsman movies. He's the obnoxious fucking guy they made three. Played by Taron Egerton. As much as I wanted to see those movies, I never got around to him. <laughs> So I vote Tim Drake. Uh, the first one's fun. <laughs> okay, well, Matt, you, you're clearly opinionated on this one. So you start us off with Eggsy versus Tim Drake. I just, I think those movies are dog shit. <laughs> I think they're <laughs> terrible. Um, and, you know, Tim Drake is not the original Robin, but Robin is a... Uh, arguably, found, Tim Drake is the best Robin, though. Arguably. He, but Robin is a foundational concept to superhero comics. Uh, so, as I said before, the rules are a suggestion to me. So in terms of... In terms of the rule being, which one do I like better? It's Robin in a landslide. That's 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 the normal. That, yeah, I agree with that. That all makes all the sense in the world. Alex, how about you? I think Matt, not knowing who stars in the third Kingsman movie, he's immediately discarded. Should be discarded his opinion. <laughs> I saw enough of those movies to be to be like I didn't need to see the third. The third one, one wasn't even about him. It was a prequel. The, the third one isn't even the third one. It's the point five exactly. one. It's a prequel. I, I don't care. They're bad movies. Oh. I don't care that Tim Drake sucks. He's the third of many other Robins. This sounds like it's going to like another Fast and the Furious situation, yeah. which I'll agree with Matt because I only saw the first two Fast and the Furious. That's all I need to fucking see. Listen, <laughs> we, we, we know that Tim Drake is not getting his own franchise ever. And he, Eggsy at least has a franchise. He has a successful premise of, of lifting up and carrying forth the mockery of the James Bond franchise. We had a nice 90s version <laughs> with Austin Powers, and now we get a nice hard R-rated version with the Kingsman. We got to see you know, Colin Firth kick some ass. I'm thinking that Eggsy, with the backing of the Kingsman and his gentlemanly warfare, does kick Tim Drake's ass. And Batman won't show up and help him because Batman's like, eh, I'll just get another Robin. So, wait, before you jump in, Matt. Before you jump in, Matt, <laughs> I'm just going to say, if you... I don't even know Kingsman or any of this stuff, but you brought up Austin Powers. So Austin Powers is obviously better than whoever we're talking about. And I still vote Tim Drake. So I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I've got two points. First of all, who, who submitted this one? Orchestra Eclipse, which is a YouTube channel. Orchestra Eclipse. Love you. Can't get enough of you. It should have been Eggsy versus Austin Powers. <laughs> Agreed. In which case, Austin Powers Austin wins. Powers would have won. Thank you. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Judo chop. Judo chop all the way. Also, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna engage with the premise for a minute here, Eggsy. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing air doing guys. The, people, doing air quotes. Yeah, he's doing air quotes. Just, just so y'all know. Eggsy has the backing of the, oh the gentleman's warfare, the Kingsman, the King's man. <laughs> Robin has the backing no of no one. A, a literal billionaire who doesn't who, care about him because he's the third. Oh, oh Alex, God. you sweet oh, summer no. child. Oh, oh no! You what sweet you summer child, Batman! 
Batman could arguably love Tim Drake more than any other Robin. He is he is the first Robin to officially be adopted by Bruce Wayne for a monetary he loves, scheme, he loves so that he could have a tax write off because it was a tough year for him. <laughs> he loves Shit, all man, of We should have had John here. You, the two of you, could have just gone oh, off shit. about how shitty of a hero Batman actually is. Oh, he, Batman is a is a dad to all of his wards. Through and through. Hashtag Batman and is a good dad. Regard, it doesn't matter. Regardless, that's besides the point. Batman is a man who thinks he's a bat. <laughs> he, he believes himself to be a literal bat, but he also spent many years traveling the world, learning from the best of the best in terms of martial arts, in terms of mm-hmm. combat, survival skills, Did you say all survival kinds skills? of things. Did, yeah. He did not pass down to his Robins. <laughs> only one of those robins has died and he has actually two but they both got better so um all right he passed them down to robin robin on that level they're equal yes and and alex i'm sorry but you are going to lose in a landslide because i also vote tim drake uh the fans the fans voted 52.6 percent in favor of tim drake and chat gt chat gpt while both characters are known for their friendships in this fight the focus is on their combat skills and objective to incapacitate therefore tim drake's superior combat skills would still lead him to victory okay because he's like so far so far chat gpt is betting 100 yeah i got the umbrella <laughs> in it so <laughs> so chat gpt which is a union breaking system is all in favor of the billionaire child got it <laughs> Hashtag conspiracy. Hashtag Batman is still a good. While dad. we su- while we support, we are not part of the union. We're just a bunch of no ones. So you know this is true. I'm using this as a joke because there's there's something that's going to happen a little later that again is meant to be entirely horrible and a joke. So moving on. By the WGA. Uh, next, <laughs> I just as I just want to say even if I agree with Chat any of Chat GPT's outcomes that is not a ta- that is not an endorsement. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Though I am impressed currently. Nice try, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) You sip that. You sip that. All right. (laughs) Fight number two. Marvel Comics Medusa of the Inhumans versus Disney's Rapunzel. This was suggested by comics writer Dan Slott. This is the one I just took from Twitter because it came up. It's like, ooh, that's good. I'll credit Dan Slott and maybe people think he listens to us. Well, then he told us that he doesn't, doesn't though. Yeah, but who knows? People don't actually pay attention to when I talk. <laughs> Did Dan Slott indicate whose side he was on? Uh, I don't believe so. I think he just posited it to crowdsourcing and uh, just wanted to see what the conversation would become. Okay. I should have bookmarked that tweet just to see what some people said. But uh, I'm going to take the lead on this one. I think Medusa wins because she can actually control her hair where... That was originally a concept that they had for Disney's Rapunzel, but they got rid of it because then it raised too many questions. Like, if we're going to cut it at the end of the movie, are we killing her hair? Are we killing a part of her? Like, what is the concept of sentient hair and cutting it and killing it? So they just went, she's just really good at lassoing her hair. I'll agree with that. So I think Medusa wins just because she could literally just stand 50 feet away and throw her hair at it at Rapunzel like Dr. Octopus would throw his mechanical yeah, arms. Medusa's made for, was made for fighting and, and Rapunzel was not. I mean, is there an argument to where she might be able to friendship yes. at the end there? You know, like that's the only thing I can think of, but I don't know if Medusa would take any of that. 
No, she's going to friendship. I'm not familiar enough with Medusa for friendship, but I, I do think that is, a, it's either Medusa or friendship. I don't know that Rapunzel could win outright. Can I pose a, a, um, a twist on this one? Okay. Rapunzel from the end of the movie when she has her haircut versus Medusa from the Inhumans TV show who gets her head shaved <laughs> in the first episode. I think Medusa still wins because aren't they just like this horrible oligarchy that just tortures peasants where Rapunzel is just like, that's not yeah, nice. Medusa's a, Medusa's a fighter too. I mean, naturally Rapunzel does have her frying yeah, pan. Rapunzel though. has a frying pan and she takes out Flynn with a frying pan and within 30 seconds has befriended an entire bar of ne'er-do-wells. So my thing is either she's going to bash Medusa in the face or after hitting her in the face, they're going to have a nice drink and talk things out while she wraps the hair around Medusa and heals her. And is like, listen, it's okay, child. Well, Matt, Matt posited that we, the, the hair is cut. So there, there's no tying yeah, up in here. Oh, but but point of order, point of order. They don't torture. They don't torture peasants. <laughs> yes, they do. They are a uh, real I'm family, sure but they, they live do. on the moon. Yeah. If you get a shit power, you get sent to the mines to work. I'm pretty sure that's just as good as torture. <laughs> I also think that's just to be fair. I know I'm the one who brought us into this realm. I think that's just in the TV show. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. You, you mentioned okay. we, we okay. transitioned Medusa into the TV Fair version enough. of the character Fair enough. who is a horrible person. Right. And I have no idea how they expected anyone to root for what the heck is this? Name? Black, Agon Boltagar, black, black bolt, whatever you want to call I'm him. Crack you. Anson Mount, <laughs> Anson Mount star of Star Trek's Amazing Worlds. And hell on wheels. Best hair on TV right now. But uh, I mean, yes, Rapunzel does Ironic. take out uh, Flynn with the, the with the frying pan. But he's let's if, let's face it, as, as funny as he was, he's a total douchebag. The only way that she can be, which Medusa from the TV show is as well. But a, a douchebag who's capable, and all Flynn can do is run away. Whereas okay. she befriended a whole yeah a whole bar of ne'er do wells. But will Medusa allow her to bring in a song? Because that's the only way that happened. That's the only way that happened. I want to one more point among. Rapunzel's friends, Sora, Donald, and Goofy. <laughs> from and Pascal. But those are some of the easiest people to make yeah. friends with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Medusa, not so much. And she visits uh, Arendelle because she uh, apparently they like Frozen. So let, let's get these votes in because this is going to be a long episode if we keep doing this. Um, so let's go back. We're going to say we're going to say Marvel Comics versus disney's rapunzel medusa matt had a great great twist on it but i i did not have chat chat gpt give me an answer for that one so we got to stick with the bit uh, i mean she's she's created by jack kirby so probably medusa because that's better Fair. than Rap- there you rapunzel go. no i'm Alex? rapunzel man lewis medusa that's it all right wait Poll results, fans believe Medusa would win at 55%, and ChatGPT also believes Medusa would win. As Medusa and Rapunzel engage in combat, their powers and abilities would be utilized. However, Medusa... Basically saying they would breathe. (laughs) Right. However, Medusa's strength and her manipulation... Medusa's strength and hair manipulation would give her the upper hand. Although there is potential for friendship after the fight, Medusa's victory remains unchanged. So Medusa wins, but then they become friends, according to ChatGPT. I don't. Again, All right. If they break out in the song. All right, sure. guys. Um, <laughs> before we move on to our next fight, uh, we have a clip from a friend of the podcast, Justin Henson. So if you guys don't mind putting your mics on mute, we'll listen to Justin tell us how awesome it is that we've reached 100 episodes. I mind. And 
well, too bad. Justin has a better voice Why than you. We got to hear it. Me. We talk all the time. <laughs> My good friend, Talking Smack, Justin Henson from the Movie Wire. Congratulations on such an incredible milestone 100 episodes. I mean, wow, what an impressive milestone and a true testament to your commitment to your listeners. The passion you have in each episode shines brighter than Julia Roberts, Tom Cruise, and George Clooney in a smiling contest. Me as well as your listeners have undoubtedly enjoyed your insightful, entertaining point of view discussion surrounding all the things that help make this crazy world fun. From movies, comics, animation, to even the man with a mustache that you just can't seem to take your eyes off of in Ted Lasso. Now, on a personal note, I can't thank both you, Josh, and Alex for the endless support you have given my show, from talking Oscars, Avatar, and the Evil Dead with the amazing Alex, to snuggling up over a microphone reviewing rom-coms on my show with you, Josh. Both of you have been great guests, great hosts, and above all, a pair of truly great friends. I cannot wait to see what comes next year from your show and future collaborations. I'm raising a glass to you, and here's to another thousand episodes of The Talking Smack. Thank you so much for those kind words, Justin. Uh, Lewis was rocking out to your background music. Uh, I really wish we were actually live streaming this because that was a sight to see. I was going, going hard. Going back with... to our rock band days. Going back to my still <laughs> rock band, sir. How dare you? thousand episodes sounds tiring now. Hey, Matt, did you catch Lewis mouthing this is better than Leo Allen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like you guys. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you are home. <laughs> she had a picture of Leo Allen and was going thumbs down. Boo. I can't, I, next can't fight, I can't refute the thumbs down, but it wasn't to Leo Allen. <laughs> our next fight is uh, suggested by Caesar, uh, our friend Caesar from the No on 15 All cast. It is R2D2 versus Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Ooh. I'm going to go with, I think they'd be friends. I think R2 would kind of be a little bit of a, an asshole to, to Johnny five for a bit who Johnny five would then probably do a few things. Then R2 would say something and Johnny five would be like, I like butterflies too. <laughs> who knows? So Alex, how about you? Oh, Johnny five would kick kick R2's ass. Johnny five as seen in the first <laughs> and the second movie takes all the abuse in the world, repairs himself, keeps going, has a laser mounted scope, has all those robotic arms, a switch army blade stuff. He has the glider. He would kick R2's ass. R2 was taken out by one stray shot to the side and then crapped himself. Johnny Five gets one good hit on him. R2's done. R2's done so much, though. You can't just badmouth him like that, man. R2's so resourceful. This might have been a better fight if it was Chopper from Star Wars Rebels. I don't know. Um, but R2 is spunky. I, I wouldn't put R2 down. Yeah, I... You all ever see that episode of The Clone Wars that um, has... Well, what's ba- what amounts to like a like a Jedi versus Sith fight, but it's R two D two and another droid, and he like knocks that droid off the bridge and like kills him. Yeah, resourceful. Yeah, Chopper does that like every other episode of Star Wars Rebels. I mentioned that just for no reason. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, as a young man, I had a I had I've never seen Short Circuit one. However, I did have taped off of HBO. I have. I had a copy of Short Circuit 2. Do you know how that movie ends? Johnny Five gets destroyed and becomes gold-plated. Well, Spoilers for a 30-year-old movie. 
there's something in the middle there, which is he gets, as Alex alluded to, he gets the shit kicked out of him by a mobster he refuses to work with, goes to a radio shack, turns himself into a punk. Oh, that's an right. 80s punk robot. Yeah, yeah. Spark I forgot robot, about that. And then chases him down while uh, holding out for a hero plays. Yep. Which is like <laughs> crying as a, as a child. I remember crying over that. I mean, yeah, yeah. So that's another thing I bring up just for no reason. Um, oh, I haven't thought about punk rock Rambo Johnny five and literal decades. And now I just can't, I can't not see it in my brain. Yeah. I, can I such, say a, something? such I, a great visual. I've never stopped thinking about it. <laughs> he sleeps Johnny five. He wakes Johnny five. <laughs> All right. So Alex, you're in Johnny five, Matt, you're Johnny five. Lewis, where are you at? I don't think that we see a, yeah, I'm going to go with the friendship rule of this one. Cause I kind of agree with you. Cause yeah. I, I didn't I, vote. I didn't vote. Oh, I think I'm friendship. Oh, okay. You got friendship. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I agree so with that. So it's three concept. to one friendship and Johnny. I five. think R2 is more resourceful. Uh, we'll probably do a little more damage to him. But at the end of the day, I think something will catch each other's hands. What uh, damage? Johnny well, has I a mean, laser. R2. Not in short circuit too. He has a toolbox. That's basically Batman's utility belt. Well, if, if we're yeah. going to go on that also, I mean, R2D2 would actually be probably arrested for attacking Johnny five because Johnny five is actually an American citizen at the end of that movie. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. I will give you also, that. Also, one thing we, that. one thing we can't forget is that Johnny five can't go back to radio shack because it doesn't exist anymore. That's very true. Well, sure. He'd go to really Best Buy. Know. They don't have anything that radio shack had. I've been there. No, I can't find anything I need at rip Best Buy. What's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> okay. So we have three, we have three votes for they'd be friends. Alex says Johnny five. We're actually at odds in this one because the poll results is a tie. Oh. Johnny Five at 42.1% and they'd be friends at 42.1%. As droids, R2-D2 and Johnny Five may form a, a connection or understanding during their encounter. However, the fight's objective remains incapacitation and R2-D2's advanced technology and combat experience would lead him to victory. R2-D2, so ChatGPT thinks R2 wins. R2-D2 is a, basically a war general. That's and fair. I think I think also probably a war criminal. So I mean, he's been on both sides. <laughs> he's 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 rescued the princess who you know was absolutely wanted, and he's also you know been part of the entire uh, uh, rebel rebel alliance and yeah, yeah general and every every Jedi. What's is the a highest? What's the highest rank? General goes past general. I don't know. Is that the highest rank? President? I don't know. Major general? Modern major Not a general? Guy. All right, I'm flipping a fight here just because I want to get a little bit of a gap between our next uh, sound clip here. So our next fight that we have is the Leprechaun from the Leprechaun franchise versus Chucky from the Child's Play franchise. This is submitted by Matt from Decaying with the Boys. Let's debate. Lewis, you had a great look on your face with that one. So let's start with kind you. Of, kind of cool bring up. I go Chucky all the way because he actually like, the Leprechaun's a fucking idiot. Uh, but he's magic. He, he he's got he's got the he's woobly woobly. He's he, uh, no, Chucky's actually menacing <laughs> and will actually get shit done. So there you go. Alex, you're a horror movie guy. What do you think? Oh, it's going to be Chucky, and I'll tell you Thank why you. it's going to be Chucky. One, Chucky is magic because he's made from voodoo magic. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think of that. Oh my god, yeah. that's right at the very beginning. <laughs> and, and two, I'm going to go with. But he can't utilize Yes, magic. he does. He actually utilizes magic quite a bit. He actually, that's how he makes his wife when Bride of Chucky. And then they boink and they actually produce a baby child. 
you're, you're, I didn't need to know that part. Uh, no, no, thank you. And that doesn't seem like magic unless you count it as like the quote unquote miracle of birth. That two dolls give birth after having voodoo magic done on them to port, port human souls into them. The one thing I'll refute is 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 the is the bride of Chucky because like I, I that doesn't exist to me from there on out. But, oh, but, but yes, but, yes. <laughs> but no, no. I have to go with also Hollywood magic. Because that franchise, <laughs> from the first movie to the last movie, plus the TV series, is all one continuity. It carries it yeah, forward. No Chucky has endured deaths. He has endured um, franchise closing. He has endured the tra- moving from theatrical releases to direct-to-TV to a theatrical release to direct-to-TV to series that is now ongoing. And also... We all know that Jennifer Tilly would show up as the bride of Chucky because she's going to whoop ass on that leprechaun or seduce it. I'm not sure which. You know, he's right. All that back and forth without uh, Disney tampering, too. So Mm -hmm. there you go. There you go. Matt, how about you? Um, You ever you ever hear of those My Little Buddy dolls? Yes. Yeah, I carved the face out of mine after I'd seen Child's Play for the first time. I gave mine to my younger cousin because I was terrified of it. Holy shit. Yeah. And she I had, it. I had one as a young boy. I had one as a young boy that I loved, took it everywhere with me, was my best friend in the whole world. Um, in some ways, I've never found a friendship as pure as that um, <laughs> since then. And then one day, my dad and I watched Child's Play, and nothing was ever the same. <laughs> Nothing has ever been the same. I tried to draw on that thing's face to make it not look like Chucky. Um, these dolls looked eerily like Chucky if you're not a very old person. I'm pretty sure it was an intentional design yep. concept yep. from the Child's Play series. Um, and that was that was probably truly the moment my innocence was lost. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say Chucky. Your innocence wasn't lost to the doll, right? <laughs> <laughs> it dep- not like that that's not what i'm i was a child <laughs> fucking pervert <laughs> oh we're not talking about yesterday okay so the the poll I results 50 percent <laughs> in favor of chucky 36.4 percent in favor of the leprechaun 13.6 percent they'd be friends chat gpt says in the terrifying encounter between the leprechaun and chucky the Leprechaun's supernatural powers, cunning, and magical abilities give him the upper hand. Nope. Tag GPT is fired. Yep. Despite a- Chucky's relentless nature and knowledge of weaponry, the Leprechaun's unpredictable tricks, illusions, and spells prove too much for Chucky to handle. The Leprechaun emerges as the Leprechaun emerges as the victor, overpowering Chucky with his mystical might. This is why That's a good point, though. We need writers. Because this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, to quote Stan Lee, in these kind of fights, it's whoever the writer wants to win. So clearly, Chat GPT has been paid off by Jennifer Aniston to make sure she's not a bu- the butt of a joke anymore. I mean, if you think about it, though, really, I mean, those that 13%, they were onto something because, I mean, the Leprechaun and Chucky would fight in the first act. And then they'd be like, why don't we just go kill some teenagers together? Bing, bang, boom. You've got Chucky versus leprechaun or whatever in the hood <laughs> or in space or whatever so you're saying he- i might actually see it i might actually see chucky versus the leprechaun in the hood so you're saying this wouldn't turn into a jason cross freddy situation oh I no would. they have to fight at the end okay. oh they fight at the end okay that yeah, there has to be a fight. definitive winner well that doesn't happen in 
Freddy versus Jason, does it? <laughs> I have no idea. I never saw it. It sounded way too horrible for me it, to it, try it was, to it was, consider saying. It was. So we've we've got another congratulations clip here real quick. Uh, so if you guys, again, don't mind going on mute, we're going to hear from Liz and Rainey over at the Red Dove podcast. Hey, Rainey. Hey, this is Rainey doing some voiceover work for the character of Domino in this cool little one shot that we got from Talking Smack. Happy hundredth so, episode, Talking Smack. Yeah, happy hundredth episode we're so excited for you guys so i don't know if you guys caught what rainy said there she's doing some voiceover work as a character of domino what i did here is i had chat gpt write me a script and i turned that script into an audio play and i had some friends record lines and read the narration for us so instead of debating task force x from the 2016 film suicide squad versus x force from deadpool 2 we have a fun little three-minute audio play that I will now present to you. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Scene one, initial confrontation. Well, isn't this convenient a multi-level building with ample space for combat? Well, 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 looky who we have here, the Suicide Squad. Guess it's time to show you how it's done. Aw, ain't you a spunky one? Let's see if you can back it up. Scene two, clash of powers. The fight erupts as members of both teams engage in intense combat. Deadshot showcases his unparalleled marksmanship, taking down several X-Force members. But Domino's luck manipulation allows her to avoid his shots. Killer Croc charges forward, overpowering Shatterstar in close combat. But Bedlam uses his reality-altering powers to momentarily incapacitate Killer Croc. Katana swiftly disarms Zeitgeist with her mystical sword, while Captain Boomerang's boomerangs create chaos momentarily disorientating X-Force members. El Diablo's pyrokinesis sets the battlefield ablaze, forcing X-Force to regroup momentarily. Scene three, last fighter standing. As the fight progresses, the numbers start to dwindle, leaving the last combatant standing. Looks like it's just you and me, clown girl. Clown girl? (laughs) Bring it on, eye patch. Here we go with Harley Quinn and Domino, who engage in a fierce duel with Harley's acrobatic skills and unpredictability challenging Domino's agility and luck manipulation. You'll have to be faster than that. Scene four, turning the tides. As the battle continues, the momentum shifts in favor of X-Force. Domino manages to outmaneuver and counter Harley's attacks, exploiting her luck manipulation to narrowly avoid harm. Gradually, Domino gains the upper hand, overwhelming Harley's defenses. Meanwhile, Deadpool regains his composure and joins the fight against the remaining members of Task Force X, utilizing his regenerative abilities and combat skills to take down Katana and Rick Flag. Scene 5, the final showdown. With Task Force X weakened and outnumbered, the final confrontation takes place. This fight is exhausting. It's time to end this. Deadpool confronts Deadshot, engaging him in a relentless exchange of gunfire and hand-to-hand combat. Deadpool's unorthodox fighting style and regenerative abilities allow him to gain the upper hand, eventually incapacitating Deadshot. I think that might mean I win. Scene 6, Victorious X-Force. With the defeat of Task Force X, X X-Force stands triumphant. Yeah, we did it. That was for Peter. X-Force. X-Force members regroup, confident in their victory, while the remaining members of Task Force X reluctantly accept their defeat. The end... Fucking hell, Josh. 
<laughs> I, have, I have a question or three. I support union busting now. <laughs> I have a question or three. I thought regenerative powers were not being taken into consideration <laughs> with Deadpool coming back to life. Chat GPT uh, did not take that into consideration and uh, <laughs> forgot about that as soon as I put it on the spot to make a You forget Matt's rule. There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get any further, I just want to give a, a shout out to the cast list. Uh, Justin Henson performed as Deadpool. Uh, Joey Fitzgerald was our narrator. Uh, Rainey from the Red Dove was Domino. And friend of the show, Teresa Giussino, was Harley Quinn. As you heard, X-Force is the chat GPT winner. Uh, the poll results were 47.4% in favor of X-Force, 26.3% uh, in favor of Task Force X, and 26.3% that they would be friends. Everyone involved in this will so, be receiving a great $20 gift card to Radio Shack. Thank you very much for everything. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have been told Radio Shack has shut down, so your credits mean nothing. But, you know, thank Compensation, you. Compensation uh, will can also be made up in a one-year subscription to Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> There's one in Australia, right? So there you go. Guys. I think it finally closed. We can't. We can't do that. Um, everyone gets a one-year free subscription to Talking Smack. <laughs> Matt, can we do that? Is that in the budget? For those people who did such a solid, I think we can do it. All right, man. I appreciate it. For performing non-union work, yes, I think we can make an exception. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the most we can pay you, and the most we will pay you. Oh, uh, all right. I'll check with accounting, but Matt's already WGA. said it, so it's going to have to happen. Uh, uh, Lewis and Matt, uh, I would just like you guys to know that I've been working with Beppo. We are forming a union. <laughs> okay. I'm in. We'll talk later. Fantastic. <laughs> So I, I think X I think X Force would have won anyway just because of Domino's luck factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think the 2016 Suicide Squad team really leaves enough on the table for them to actually win, dis despite like Harley Quinn having plot armor and Will Smith being Will Smith. And Zazie that was a 20, is horrible. <laughs> that was a 2016 Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, fuck that, fuck them. Yeah, their heavy hitter was Killer Croc, who was basically just a, a big boxer man. Um, excuse me, Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. Oh shut up! <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Uh, our next fight is one that I hate. We have DC's Titans versus the team from Young Justice season one, and uh, this was submitted by a listener, but I decided not to give them their name and just rename them as some asshole who hates me. <laughs> what? I hate DC Titans. I don't want to talk about it. And now they're going to make me because I thought it was funny for me to be tortured. You don't, you uh, don't so have to I, talk I about did, it. I did designate. Well, again, I thought it would be funny. I designated the team for Titans as Nightwing, Starfire, Superboy, Beast Boy, Raven, Tim Drake, and Jason Todd as Red Hood. The team for Young Justice I designated from the end of season one. Dick Grayson as Robin, Aqualad, Wally West as Kid Flash, Miss Martian, Satana, Artemis, and Superboy. So uh, I don't obviously the 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 fighters for us here probably rattled off too quickly, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, Matt, I know you have some opinions on Young Justice, so let's get your your snide comments out of the way. I mean, I was just going to say, uh, you know, it's what a combined eight seasons of TV between the two. Two of them are actually pretty good. And both of them belong to Young Justice. <laughs> And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> two of two of four. <laughs> all right. So Matt's going with they'd be friends because they're all mostly terrible. 
they're all the same person in some some respects yeah <laughs> although i mean i'm to, i'm to understand that uh the dc's titans have met graham morrison which means <laughs> they win so <laughs> okay matt's going with dc's titans alex how about you i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> They'd be friends. When okay. I Googled the team, I got the BBC TV show. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I mean, I, Lars Mikkelsen is pretty damn awesome. So I'm going to go with him. <laughs> but no. He's going to be uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Exactly. I'll take – there we go. I'm going with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Defeating both of these <laughs> A wild card. D- DC's Titans have also met uh, CW's Stargirl, which is low-key the best of those shows. So – yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess they would. Yep. Well, I, I think because Lewis, do you have any familiarity with either of these properties between Young Justice and Titans? Haven't laid eyes on anything Young Justice as much as you've been telling me to go see it, uh, you and Scotty. And the only Titans anything I have is, uh, uh, I'm sure everybody hates it, the, the the Teen Titans and Cartoon Network, the not the not the funny one, but the, the one that tried to be serious. So, Titans. <laughs> <laughs> but to Alex's point. I don't fucking care. <laughs> so for me, if, if this was a fight to the death, I think the Titans would win, but because it's a fight to incapacitation, I'm going with the team okay. and the poll agrees with me. It's 46.2% with the team, 34.6% for DC's Titans, 19.2% for they'd be friends. Chat GPT says the team's lineup of highly skilled and experienced young heroes led by Robin, Dick Grayson and Aqualad outmatches the Titans in terms of teamwork and coordination through their combined efforts, strategic planning and efficient use of their powers. The team manages to incapacitate the Titans one by one, emerging as the victors winner, the team. Your math Which doesn't I, add I up. I think that's because 46.2% to no, not that math. Your, your, no, your math of like, if it was to the death Titans would win, but since it's incapacitation, like, Okay, well, we're just going to move on because I don't, I don't want to talk about Titans anymore. Shit's done. I'm, I'm free thank, of it. Thank you, thank you to the kind and supportive listener who submitted that. Thanks, Matt. All right, Matt. This next one is submitted by me pretty much specifically for you. It's a 2v2 match of Bradward Boimler and Beckett Mariner from Star Trek Lower Decks versus Taronga Leela and Philip J. Fry from Futurama. Right. It's a team up, Fry. Fry and Leela versus Mariner and team Boimler. Fry. Team Fry, because I don't know anything about the other one. <laughs> Matt, and also to piss off Matt, <laughs> I want your side that it's going to be Beckett and Boimler because yeah, they yeah. aren't cringe as Fry and Lilo are, or Lilo, whatever. That, what? That love interest, puppy dog, the guy basking after the woman who's unobtainable only to wear her down over a few seasons so that with these grandiose things that he wants to do to win her over to only have it reset every little bit to reshow how they supposedly fall in love is garbage star trek lower decks actually does it right and actually makes it interesting and makes them actually look like they're a functional team who could have worked together and they're gonna turn off, and they're gonna realize together that they're just gonna turn off Stun and kill Fry for being the worthless sack of crap he is, and let her <laughs> let her go. <laughs> so I'm going with Star Trek. As a fan of both shows, Matt, I don't mean to cut you off before you get yes, into you this. 
I think Beckett and Boimler win because I think Fry would be too infatuated with the idea that he's talking he's talking to people from Starfleet. He would just get in the way and Lila would lose. It's also very true. Matt's just focusing so hard on nothing right now. Well, you know what he's doing is he's actually debating. Actually, he's going with Fry. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. Josh and Alex are on my side. You guys know the answer. Yeah. Watch Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> That's at the end of the show. Well, we're... you know the answer and you know it in your heart what, what, what the right choice is. And I implore you. At GPT agrees. Beckett, Mariner, and Bradward Boimler, as members of Starfleet, possess advanced training, knowledge, and technology, and teamwork. They're both from the future. <laughs> but they're from the further their future. synergy combined with their familiarity with futuristic gadgets and tactics enables them to outmaneuver and overpower Leela and Fry, securing their victory. Winner, Mariner, and Boimler. Uh, I do want to say the the one thing I will say is I think the first time Alex and I ever talked about the new Star Trek shows, he was like, Oh, he said, you, you think, you think Picard is good. Don't you? I remember that that burned into my brain. Yeah. He was basically like, I hate that shit with the fiery passion. So this, this feels like a moral victory (laughs) for me. (laughs) But there's at least one of those shows that he likes and respects. Mm-hmm. Thus far, one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm catching up. I, I'm going to reserve my feelings on um, on Strange New Worlds until I catch up with season two. Fair enough. Matt, you're enough. proud to know I'm up to episode seven of season one on Strange New Worlds. But thus far, I'm so, I'm so proud of you guys. It's actually kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so proud of you guys, Lewis. You're, you're, you seem nice. <laughs> All right. All right. This next fight is submitted by my lovely wife, Ricky. She wondered if we could debate Bulk and Skull from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers versus Team Rocket from no, Pokemon. No. No. Did you load up the music? Which one? The Bulk and Skull music. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, no, for. I yeah. should have. That's what I was hoping for. Oh, give me, give me, give me two <laughs> seconds. Insert music. Insert music here. Hate it so much. I hate it so much. <laughs> Team Rocket comes from a world of like where every animal is like a ma- weapon of mass destruction. Bulk and Skull are like two maladjusted idiots, teens that, you know, are probably on Math. the Manosphere now. They'd they're listen on, to Joe Rogan. They're on Daily <laughs> Stormer. Joe Rogan, oh no. Oh. At least Skull would, I think. I think Skull would. No, Bulk would. Skull would break away. Skull's got a good heart. <laughs> Team Rocket... To be fair, Team Rocket does often break away. No, they, they blast off. From, they blast off. From the Earth. Yeah, from the Earth when they blast off. Alex, how about you? I'm going to go a little outside with this one. Um, what You're I not think, allowed. Just say Team Rocket. I, I know. What I think is going to happen is I am going to go with Team Rocket, but that's because 
when a casual observer walking by the warehouse sees these 70 year old men beating the hell out of this young this young group of obviously anime loving children they're gonna call the cops and get them arrested <laughs> which is something that's always bothered me a Vulcan skull always looks so much older than the rangers that I always thought they were like creeping on them and this is like eight-year-old me going like why are those college kids started, like paying attention to those high schoolers? This is really weird. Why do they keep trying to kidnap the Pink Ranger? Because <laughs> it seemed that they were more interested in her than the others. And so I'm going to... Alex, can you repeat what you said? A small child came in and started speaking for a moment there. <laughs> and I missed what you said. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, Team Rocket because they're going to blast off and let those guys get arrested. <laughs> Team Rocket will absolutely massacre with them with all their Pokemon's might and all that. And if not, if it's just Team Rocket themselves, Meowth will just absolutely fuck them up. So, there you go. To be fair, Team Rocket is, like, woefully inept at doing, like, anything. They're inept. I mean, they've, they've gotten they've gotten certain lengths in their plan. They've gotten in quite a, quite a ways, and sometimes, uh, which we know both is called Bumblefuck their way into possibly getting their foot in the door. So, I mean... I was gonna say, I mean, you you guys are underestimating some of their skills because, like, they they almost skills won an ATV what? competition that they they cheated in. They almost won a skydiving competition. That they cheated in. That well, I don't think they. You can't really cheat in a skydiving competition. I mean, if the goal is to get to the Earth first, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think we're under. I think you guys are underestimating their skills a little bit. But that being said. I think if Team Rocket has their Pokemon, I think Team Rocket wins just because, again, the and, and again, like Matt said, they're you know even if they don't have their Pokemon, Meowth is part of Team Rocket, and he is a Pokemon, and he will destroy the fuck out yeah, of them. He's he's <laughs> a talking cat, yeah, I mean, who has payday, right. payday, <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst candy bars. <laughs> also true, too. Josh, you're, you're such a pokey right. noob, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pokey don't even give a shit. I, I play Pokemon Go for my kids. You don't even you don't even know what you're capturing. <laughs> it's true. I, I know there's uh there's one that I, I want though. It's called Tyrunt. I want that one because yeah. he's a, like a little T Rex. Yeah. You send me presents every day and I appreciate it. Yeah. Cause then I get more stuff to send to my kids. Alright, so the poll results are <laughs> Team Rocket wins at sixty percent. Bulk and Skull got 25%, and then 15%, they'd be friends. Yeah, a smart audience. Chat GPD says, While Bulk and Skull are entertaining characters in the Power Rangers series, they lack any significant combat abilities or powers. On the other hand, Team Rocket, consisting of Jesse, James, and Meowth, may not always succeed in capturing Pikachu. Do they ever succeed in that? Actually, no. actually a couple of times they do hold on to him, but you know they bumble the fuck themselves out of that. So. <laughs> I count that as a failure. I mean... They have shown Determination and a range of gadgets to aid in their schemes. Additionally, Jesse and James are have battled numerous powerful trainers and Pokemon. I, I don't feel like the powerful like are they actually getting into fistfights or are they just sending out their little sending out their little their little, their little Pokemon to battles and stuff and and lose. <laughs> Jesse and James have battled numerous powerful trainers and Pokemon, gaining valuable experience in combat. I don't <laughs> think XP counts in talking smackdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Team Rocket's persistence and better equipped arsenal would ultimately give them the advantage over Bulk and Skull in this fight. Winner, Team Rocket. I have two questions. First, did Ricky have 
a preference in this fight? I don't think she did. I think she just saw two bumbling bullies and, or two groups of bumbling bullies and thought that would be fun. Okay. As long as she's not disappointed. Um, <laughs> she's always disappointed. It's, it's, it comes with the territory. Um, what are Bulk and Skull's starter Pokemon? It, Who's the one with the sunglasses? They probably go with is that. that. Isn't that a Squirtle meme? They, they probably. There is a single Squirtle who wears sunglasses in the anime. Yeah, that would be the that would be their starter. They would one. probably find some way to okay. screw up and not get a starter and find themselves with a muck because they are trash. <laughs> so Magikarp. Okay. They would get a right. ditto. Nope. Nope. Magikarp. No. Hey. <laughs> Magikarp eventually becomes. Something yeah, great, but so. they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't get enough XP to. By defeating Team Rocket to uh, yeah, they wouldn't figure him. it out. Whatever, <laughs> evolve—that's the word. All right, so I know I gave you guys a fight card of nine, uh, nine fights, but we actually have a hidden tenth fight that is going to be actually our ninth fight in this last congratulations message we have from Dan from Casting Views. So we'll be right back after hearing this message from Dan. Hello, Talking Smack Crew. This is Dan from Casting Views, and I just wanted to send a quick message to say congratulations on your hundredth episode. What a milestone, a hundred consistently entertaining episodes. Really look forward to your shows. You've always been really supportive of my podcast as well. So just wanted to say thank you. So not only are you a great podcast, but you're a thoroughly good bunch of people too. Yeah, keep up the good work and I'll see you for another message at episode 200. Um, but before I go, I understand this is a Talking Smackdown episode, which is such a great flavor of your show. And I've got an idea for consideration, please. I mean. If you say no, what I've said beforehand still counts. So, you know, don't get me wrong there. But if you do choose it, brilliant. I have the idea for a Sherlock off. Now, it's not as rude as it might sound. I've got five actors who have all played Sherlock Holmes. So they are Johnny Lee Miller, Benedict Cumberbatch, Will Ferrell, Henry Cavill and Robert Downey Jr. And I'd love to see them as the Sherlock Holmes character they played all in a scrap. So, yeah, there you go. Dan, thank you so much for that message and for that fight. I I have my opinion. All I'm going to say to start off is I think that the Will Ferrell Sherlock Holmes finds a way to kill himself <laughs> accidentally. Um, my first question is, how much money did you pay him to say a hundred consistently entertaining episodes? Oh, that was oh, free. Okay. All I had to do was promise to be on his show another time. Oh, okay, all right. There was a transaction. <laughs> That's that I needed to know. He's just being nice. He's just being nice. <laughs> and Josh is being just open about the payola that's happening. <laughs> Ching, baby. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think I've seen that many Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, I'm only familiar with uh, Donnie Jr. and, uh, and whatchamacallit. I forgot his name. He just mentioned it. Holy shit. Benny Cumberbatch? Oh, Cumberbatch, yeah. That's the only two I'm aware of. So yeah, to refresh, it's Johnny Lee Miller, Benedict Cumberbatch, Will Ferrell, who I, I think just fucks off and dies henry cavill and robert downey jr is a great mouse detective um, count <laughs> that would have been better than will ferrell <laughs> well, then. Count um, i think i think benedict cumberbatch <laughs> loses because his show was bad Ooh. um <laughs> i will sorry, agree Tumblr. though um whoever wins he loses so <laughs> I, I i'm i'm thinking about this a bit and i do agree will ferrell ends up accidentally killing himself. I think that one's solid. I mean, it's part of the comedy too. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it tells. Yeah. Except that. No. So I'm sorry. Maybe he fails at killing himself because killing himself would actually be funny. Unlike his movie. <laughs> that movie was so bad. 
now um henry cavill has a thing where his arms can reload mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. like in mission impossible but i wish i had a swooning sound for but, that one sorry alex i was stepping on something yeah. you were saying uh, so cumberbatch i think we have to take out that he's he's just not going to figure out how to win without a cliffhanger unless we're counting to, yeah. uh, you know episode smackdown five of like you know episode 120 where he comes back and it wins on the cliffhanger so i think he's out <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna do a cliffhanger, and the next episode is gonna come back and insult you for wondering how you resolve. Exactly. <laughs> um, Johnny Lee Miller, while I think is an interesting, if not if a little neurotic version of Sherlock Holmes, I think I have to go with the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes because that Sherlock Holmes actually knows how to fight. And mm-hmm. is actually shown first thing we see him mm-hmm, do, and actually yeah. carries that trait consistently forward. Since we are putting them in a fight, not a detective solving situation or wrestling or something like that. So I think that Benedict is out. Will Ferrell is not funny, and Johnny Lee Miller just couldn't handle the barrage. Who was the fifth one? Henry Cavill, oh, Henry Cavill. beefy. I think he loses for being arms. secondary to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who All right, is... so let's lock him in because ChatGPT actually played this one out really long. Here's so... here's a question though: who who wins in a detective off? Mm. Great mouse detective. Mm. Great mouse detective. <laughs> Be fucking serious for once in your life, Lewis. Never. I, I think the Robert Downey Jr. one still wins. He he solves it before anything else. Like he he seems to have it wrapped up before he even starts his adventure. That one I'd actually probably go towards Johnny Lee Miller because he has to solve it within forty two minutes. I'm gonna say Will Ferrell. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, with the detective stuff again, I only have the two to to work off of. So, Cumberbatch. Uh... In the Sherlock off, as Dan put it, uh, in this unique encounter, as the different portrayals of Sherlock Holmes confront each other, they begin to recognize their shared intellect, deductive skills, and passion for solving oh, mysteries. Oh, they're gonna friend it off. Instead aren't they? of engaging in a, in, instead of engaging in a physical fight, they quickly realize that it. their strengths lie in collaboration rather than conflict. God damn it! As the battle unfolds, which, <laughs> as the battle unfolds, the five Sherlocks engage in a fascinating exchange of ideas, theories, and strategies. They pool their knowledge and collectively unravel a complex mystery that none of them could have solved individually. Throughout their interaction, they develop a deep mutual respect and appreciation for each other's abilities. No. Except for Will Ferrell. I'm, and, I'm the, now, and then they sit man, down and yeah. share tea. Hey. No, no. Rather than determining a definitive winner in this scenario, the encounter ends with the five Sherlock, the five Sherlock's forming an unprecedented alliance. I see it. Together, they become an unstoppable force, combining their unique perspectives and unparalleled detective skills to solve the most challenging cases the world has ever no, seen. That was so, yeah, the outcome right. showcases their friendship, collaboration, and their shared purpose of their brilliant iterations of Sherlock Holmes. And I, I mean, we did Chat GPT write the thing about Will Ferrell. No, I, I, I satirized that winner mutual understanding and collaboration. That was actually chat GPT going rogue. And instead of just saying friendship or they would be friends, it said mutual understanding and collaboration. It's friendship. We know what it means, Josh. What have I been saying? (laughs) What have I been saying since like the first matchup of the first talking smack? Break the unions. They (laughs) would be friends. I would never say that. Oh my God. 
I would never say that. And like we used we used friends. the friendship card like twice this, and this is the one time that makes absolute sense. And like none of we all slept on that choice. Oh, See, I I don't think so because at the end of the second Robert Downey uh, Jr. one, when realizing he's facing an opponent as good as him, he chooses to kill them both. Except he realizes they're like it's he realizes who who they are. Like oh, we are all all in the same. We are the same person. We all have a collective end goal. So fuck it. Let's let's scrap some team. Mm-hmm. Into the Sherlock verse. <laughs> into, into the Sherlock verse. That's right. There you go. Three out of the three out of the five of us aren't total dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the thing about going into the Sherlock verse is that we get Peter O'Toole, Peter Cushing, um, Christopher Lee. There is some Jonathan Price. There are some really Hey, good. don't forget about Wishbone. Mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi. He didn't forget. He's still going. Get off man. of Wikipedia, man. There's so many in here. And first off, yes, I'm on Wikipedia right now because I find this actually fascinating. There, there's a hell of a lot of them. All right, Alex, you're not getting paid to Wikipedia Sherlock Holmes actors right now. We got to move into our main event. We have a main event. This wasn't it. This is this is our main event. Wonder Woman versus Captain Marvel. Uh, this one was submitted by me because Matt said we needed a strong main event. So I went with. One of my favorite Marvel characters with one of my favorite Goku and Superman oh, characters. <laughs> that was our first one. Lewis, I know. That was I know. By you. I know. Go back and listen to I'm, Talking Smackdowns one. I'm sorry. Listener, I, was, guys, won't do I was just doing a bit. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. Well, well, took me too bad. Ser- now we took yeah, me one more to do. <laughs> um, Matt, who you got? I mean, they would be friends. <laughs> Alex, who you got? You can see. You can see the wheels turning. You can see the wheels spinning. He's in his mind palace. <laughs> can they kiss? <laughs> Back with the patriarchy, I that, see. God damn it. <laughs> that's that's a different medium, Alex. Um, I mean, Diana grew up on a on an island. Amazons, yeah. Only women, so I mean, she loves to be Trevor, but she's probably. She's, she's canonically bisexual. Yeah, she's, she's full on bisexual. Yeah. Happy Pride Month, everyone, by the way. Ray. I mean, they did confirm that in the first Wonder Woman movie where they were hanging out in the boat and she's like, oh, no, I've been taught. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Zack Snyder was clearly thinking about those sort of things when he helped write the script. <laughs> what are the dude bros going to need to know for this movie? Does Diana fuck? Yeah, she fucks. Oh. <laughs> uh... I I, I, I don't know. Louis, you go. Uh, yeah, they would they would start out fighting because they were told to fight. Then they stop somewhere in between, go like, "What the fuck are we doing?" And then they'll they'll be friends. I thought you were gonna say that they and, and then they fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's it feel like to be a pervert, Louis? Um, well, every <laughs> night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you asked, I answer. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel does have some pretty gnarly energy powers. And that was that. Was okay. That's, that's, oh, that's okay. a tweet. Okay. <laughs> she can, she can shoot right, beams. I'm, I'm going to go with they would be friends. Yeah. This is the episode where we all get canceled. <laughs> I'm editing this fight. I down did so say much. they would start fighting and then realize there was nothing to do with it. So just be friends. You guys added the kissing and I joked in with the fucking and the hugging turned into porno. I don't know what's going on here. We're putting words in my mouth. So no. I'm pretty sure I... you're the one that came up with the brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> I don't think All I ever said anything about it. them kissing. <laughs> I don't think I ever said anything. I'm an ally. I didn't say anything about them kissing. 
Okay, let's let's get into these poll results. Um, Alex, we're going to say you said that they'll be Yeah, friends. they're going to be The poll results are 13% think Wonder Woman would win the fight. 47.8% think Captain Marvel would win. 39.1% they'd be friends. Oh, wow. ChatGPT, again, gave me a really long answer. The main event of the card showcases a clash between two mighty heroines known for their incredible strength and unwavering determination. Wonder Woman, the Amazonian warrior princess, possesses su- bleh, possesses superhuman strength, agility, and the powerful weaponry of the gods. Captain Marvel, the cosmic-powered Avenger, harnesses every bla- energy blasts, harnesses energy blasts, flight, and immense strength through her connection to the Kree. Dropped into the multi-level building, Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel perceive each other as a formidable adversary. With the building's spacious layout allowing them to unleash their abilities, the battle in- escalates into a spectacular display of power as the fight unfolds wonder woman and captain marvel utilize their unique skills and combat prowess wonder woman wields her indestructible bracelets and mystical weaponry while captain marvel channels her cosmic energy to deliver devastating energy blasts the clash between these powerhouses is intense and evenly matched the battle takes them through the multiple levels of the building showcasing their immense strength and resilience their exchanged powerful blow They exchange powerful blows, but both combatants show incredible durability and determination, refusing to yield. However, amidst the ferocity of the fight, an unexpected bond begins to form between them. Oh, God. Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. (laughs) They recognize each other's unwavering commitment to justice and protecting the innocent, realizing the futility of their conflict. They call a truce and decide to join forces rather than continue their fight. What did I say? The main event concludes with Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel forming an unprecedented alliance. What did I say? Combining their strengths and becoming a formidable team to defend against future threats. Nailed it. Their friendship marks a turning point in the fight, emphasizing the potential for understanding and cooperation between even the mightiest of heroes. In summary, Jesus the main Christ. event <laughs> the main event fight between Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel showcases their incredible powers and determination. While their battle starts off fierce and evenly matched, they ultimately recognize their shared goals and decide to become allies, setting aside their differences for the greater good. Greater good. Winner, friendship. Yeah. Fight yeah. ends in a stalemate. An unprecedented event, as in they pass the Bechdel test in a superhero thing. <laughs> <laughs> very nice uh becky that one's for you i know you were trying to be here tonight but she loves the Bechtel test all right gents are we satisfied with that main event yeah that that all made sense to me i called it nailed it Went i don't me. want you to, i don't want you to i don't want you to release this <laughs> it's episode 100 we're releasing it so with that gents the the three of you that are here with me today Thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, we could not have gotten to 100 episodes without any of you. Uh, I know Lewis, you like I've been not on here to single you out, but I'm singling you out. I've been on here exactly, five times. but that that still would only put us at 95, and that would have given me a gap of five weeks. <laughs> when I'm on, your audience has grown and they hate me, so that's it, fine. <laughs> that's not true. You're in Kanto. <laughs> My voice cracks so bad. <laughs> Your Encanto episode is one of our most listened to episodes. So uh, again, I appreciate because yeah, they they hate Lewis. <laughs> That's probably it. They they they, they rage watch. Rage listen. Rage listen. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, Matt, my oldest friend. Thank you so much as well for being here as often as you are. And Alex, uh, you have taken on editing duties. You are here almost every week, and I, I can't appreciate everyone's time here for being here tonight. But. Most importantly, thank you to the listeners. We would not 
have the motivation to get to 100 episodes without you. So please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Hive, Post News, Facebook, whatever social media platform you prefer, we are probably on there. Uh, join our Discord because that's a happening place to be. Matt likes to, to ramble a lot. Uh, email us at tsmackpot at gmail.com with your thoughts. Thank you to Leo Allen for musical themes, Beppo for our original avatars, Retro Ale Studios for our Ricky avatar. Like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and take care. And this week's theme was edited by Rupert Gregson Williams. The music, they want you off the stage. Stop thanking people. Get off the stage. The music is by Leo Allen, our best friend that Lewis has insulted several times this week. Take your Oscar and go. Get off the stage. Ain't that. Watch Lower Decks. Watch Star The music that plays when you get off of a fucking ride at Disney World or some shit. Almost as well as a man. Funny. I was going to say the same thing about you. That's hitting a little below the belt, don't you think? No. This is. Oh. Mm. Touche.